Hey, welcome back to the Whiskey Friends. Uh, our supplier, our one and only, has come through again, and, and you have a special bottle here. Or is, or is this the, the ref's doing? This is the ref's doing. Uh, he gave me the bottle. We just happened to open mine first. We, uh, we made a deal on something, and... All right. Deals are the best. This is the... Deals? They are. This is the uh, Four Roses Iowa Private Barrel Pick. Um, this is the OBSO recipe, which is 60% corn, 35% rye, five malted barley. Um, so allegedly, it's slightly fruity, spicy, with a medium body. Uh, we don't go by that. This is aged 10 years and one month, and it was bottled on February of 22. I was gonna say, if we, if we want, we, I have a, a Four Roses, a standard up there somewhere that you can take just to uh, to uh, maybe gauge the difference here. For so this is, this is one of their high rye versions, 35% rye. Slightly fruity, spicy, and medium body. Interesting. OBSO. Okay. So what have we had? In, in Iowa now, we've had three or four versions of this. Do we know? There were two that came in last year. Two that came in last year. Two that came in this year. Were there um, two this year? Okay. I believe I've only the, seen the one. The Q is the other one um, that I've seen. I did not procure a Q. Okay. Um, the, both, both of the ones that I ended up with were, uh, were the OBSOs. Well, you definitely pulled the rye out of this one. Much like any other Four Roses, they have a distinctive finish. Oh wow, that's got a real smoky rye yeah. pop to it. Goodness gracious. So this is one of those things, I, I'm originally not from here. Um, you could find these um, at Benny's, you could find the Gold Label Single Barrel Private Selects. It wasn't that hard to find. And then once once you come to Iowa, it's, it's a wasteland. It's a, it's a complete desert. There's none of that. You can get single barrel, you can get small batch, you can get the, the standard um, tan label Four Roses, but the gold label Private Select you could not get. And it was to the point, I know one of the Four Roses um, distributors out of the Chicago area, I talked to him about it. Um, he actually got me into the Mellow Moments Club pretty early on with a referral, and I said, why is it so hard to find these in Iowa? He's just like, the market's not there. Illinois takes everything. You'll never see one. I'm like, that's terrible. What do you mean we'll never see? He goes, you'll never see one in Iowa. And it was four years before I saw one in Iowa. And I was shocked that we finally got one last year. So there's there's no nothing to tie your arrival in Iowa to finally getting one? <laughs> no, that is simply rumor and that is unsubstantiated. <laughs> I'm not going to say I don't know somebody at Four Roses. I do, and I used to correspond pretty regularly with Four Roses. Um, in fact, I went to, when Small Batch Select was a thing in 2019, um, I went to their launch party at Four Roses headquarters and um, met Al Young and, and met um, Brent and you know talked to him about this. And, and we talked about the private select, but we got Small Batch Select in Iowa before private select came to Iowa, which I didn't think we'd get small batch select for a while either. It was originally launched in four states, and that was it. Really? And Iowa was not one of them. <laughs> it's, it's so hard to believe. Yeah. I mean, Iowa's so great about that, you know? That would, this, so this one, it's very earthy to yeah. me. There's a, um, and this is going to sound bad, like a turned mm. soil, but like maybe that's that rye, but... Um, it's got a funk to it. Yeah, but, yeah. It's, but again, very organic or earthy... Um, so it has that non-peaty, smoky. I mean, I haven't brushed my yeah, teeth it's, in it's, three it's, days, so maybe well, it's that. <laughs> and, and it's not a, a peated smoke, to, but it's it's 
it's kind of heavy. I yeah, guess I think it is. is how, how I, yeah. I would call it. It's kind of heavy. So what was the proof on this one? You sometimes get light uh -huh. and refreshing. This is not, not that. It's not that. I agree with you. No, this is that you're in the cigar smoke room. Yeah. Totally agree with you. Yep. And, and uh, it's kind of dark and kind of dank, and it's got the old wood paneling This is at 54.3%. 108.6. Yeah. So it's it's heavy. Yeah, it, it drinks that. I'd almost think it drinks a little above it. We might have to talk to them some more next week. Or in two weeks when we're done. Yeah, two weeks when we're done. The nose and the palate match. Yeah, very very much so. But the mouth feels real smooth and real kind of oily. And Did you uh, just say smooth? Smooth. 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 The mouth feel. <laughs> mouth feel. <laughs> yeah. Totally different. No, I would have said it feels very velvety on the well, tongue. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of has I don't use that word. No, that's, well, that's kind of look at the Look at the legs in that, though. I mean, that's just got some well, heavy legs coming. I know. Yeah. It's viscous. Viscous. That's a good word. There we go. That's better than smooth. That almost gets you certified. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that almost gets you certified pro. There you, you go. go. Yeah, yeah. Who's this guy? <laughs> So, so I know a few of the whiskey tour guys, you know, they, they go to, I think, Bardstown, and they go for the, the whiskey taster of the year. We, we might have to nominate a couple yeah. of folks in here to... Boy, this is, this is, Because it is not me. So it's slightly fruity, spicy, medium, I would, the medium body, I would give it all of that, and maybe yeah. even above, and, above... And it's got a, what? it's got a decent finish going on still, too. Yeah, I... It's not a campfire, it's just that. Right in the front of my tongue, it's just burning a little bit. And I would almost say... Like El Charo on a Friday night. El just Chile. a little burn. Just a little burn. I would agree with you, Ken. I think, it, to me, it drinks above 108 proof. Yeah. I, um, just the way it's kind of... And it, again, this is hitting much different parts of the tongue than what the, the Blanton's was from earlier. Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, difference in the mash bill and the difference in the yeast and... And everything that goes into that, that's, that's totally, um, and that's one of the great things, you know, the 10 different recipes, again, you know, you've got variations of Blanton's, the same mash bill, you know, essentially not the same barrels, but the same rickhouse time after time after time and four roses, you know, 10 different variations, two different variations of yeast, you know, 10 different variations of recipe whenever it comes and to all the mash the tiers and the and tiers and the things like that. So they, they have taken... You know, a very basic chemistry and math, and really, you know, this is almost to me four roses is almost like the the calculus of uh, of bourbon because of their different yeast trains and their different you know rick houses and, and recipes and what they're experimenting. But to me, I mean, they've been doing it long enough. It's not, um, and I think we talked about it the other night in in the recording of you know these different finishes, the sherry cast, the cognac cast. They're staying very true to what bourbon is supposed to be without having to be kind of gimmicky in that level of, well, what's a wine barrel do yeah. to What's a, a stout barrel do to You know, what are all these different things? No, it, it's, no, we're adjusting the things that we can adjust in the recipe, but still staying within the confines mm -hmm. of what traditional bourbon is supposed to be. And, and Brent has been asked about that. What about all these things going on that could boost your, boost your sales? And, and look at all these things people are doing. First off, they don't need to boost their sales. They're doing just fine. <laughs> and second off, you don't see that. You see this is pure still, and that's why this is one of my favorite brands, because it's not following all these trends. They'll, they'll play a little bit, and they'll play with their, their uh, marketing a little bit with their blending, but they stay true to what got them where they are, 
And, you know, Japan really held their market for years when America was getting away from the brown liquors. Japan was buying it. And you can still find some very interesting Japan-only releases of Four Roses because Four Roses is still very territorial when it comes to that. And they're like, you know what? Japan carried us for a long time. So we're going we're gonna to make sure they're taken care of. And so you can find some, some neat little bottles of uh, Four Roses Premium, they call it. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty good. It's, it's very different from this because it's blended just a little bit differently. But they don't flavor their stuff. They don't double cask them. They don't do all that stuff that is trendy. They're just trying to put out the best bourbon they can. I think I, I, would, be, I would be concerned if Four Roses came out with a double oats. Yeah, yeah, or, you yeah. Know, And there's a lot of those things in the Sherry. industry. Sherry. Yeah, and, and that we see right now, that, um, and, and especially in the micro distillery side, that they're, they're trying to make a name, and they're yeah. trying to find a niche that really catches on within the bourbon community. Toasted barrel Four Roses. Yeah, if, <laughs> if it comes to that, um, boy, mm. I, I'm, I think I would be very concerned with where we as a, as a nation are. And really, the the backbone of Al Young and Brent Elliott and what's happening at Four Roses mm-hmm. and has happened. They're not, yes, they remodeled their gift shop and their visitor center, and they've done some of that sort of stuff. But they're not changing the liquid that goes into the barrel, that goes into the bottle that we, the consumer, right. are out there buying. Um, the, the Four Roses, they are just doing it extremely, extremely well. Yeah, I was going to say, if you double oak this, it might be undrinkable. It might be too much, yeah. Because, quite frankly, I mean, the body on this, as, as you've pointed out, is mm-hmm. very full. has lots of flavor, even though it's proof that, what, 108? 108, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you're not going, man, that's kind of thin. Uh, the legs on it, the oily, it's there. I mean, you just... Yeah. So, so so this is literally one of my favorite distilleries. I just, I like their marketing. I like what they've done. I like how pure they are into bourbon. <clears throat> In the Rutledge days, things were different. You got the gold labels. Brent Elliott has really, really, I think, maxed out what they should be doing and it's still amazing he hasn't jumped the shark so to speak he's kept it right in the wheelhouse where it should be um and that was really his job this is a long-term brand so it's been around a long time it's survived um a lot of down times in america and brent's still doing exactly what he should be doing and every time you go it's it's this search for is there anything at the distillery you can only buy here? Because Brent will pick his honey barrels and put them out once a week or put them out once every couple weeks, mm-hmm. and you can only buy it there. And people flock to it because the master distiller picked a honey barrel and barreled it. That's not going to come to Iowa in a, in a private select. That's going to be distillery-only stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I, well, so to speak of that brand and that image... So if if you pick up an old Time magazine or some something like that from from days gone by, you're you're gonna see the old bird dog hunter. Yeah. I mean, and and so sticking with, let's let's face it, bourbon is history. You're drinking history in a glass, to quote neat. To, That's very um, true. And uh, yeah, I think that folks are appreciative of that now all that said I, there's a craft distillery that the ref referenced uh, one of them that i've really enjoyed lately is this dread river rye that they finished in a little bit of sherry mm-hmm. and that's that's pretty darn good so i would say that that's you know that's and, and for for something that's experimental mm-hmm. somebody trying to stand out that was a great experiment but when i want that traditional sort of flavor 
I think Four Roses is one of those. And that's one of the things, you know, the Dread River, you know, the Pinckney Bend, the Ozark distilleries, you know, some of these smaller distilleries, that to me is, is the name of their game. They can do it on a smaller batch level. They don't have nationwide distribution. And so trying to find, they're not going to compete at a Four Roses level because they don't have the production size in order right. to compete with that. But they can create something that's very unique and also very enjoyable. We tried that Dread River the other night, and their sherry finish, I think, is wonderful. It's a wonderful bourbon for what it is. Um, but again, they're, they're, not, they're not playing in the same ballpark. It's just like a junior college team trying to play a professional baseball team. You're not going to compete at, at that same level, but you can compete and do some things extremely well, and people will get enjoyment out of what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think each of them has their own niche. I did so. I pulled the um, and Doc. I think you you were the one who referred. So the, the small batch select was in essence the fourth brand or the fourth row yeah. when it was presented here a couple of years ago. And so I just pulled uh, Kenny. You had a, a bottle of Four Roses, just the straight. What is this, $20? Yeah, that's yep. the yellow label. $17, $20 yep. every day of the week in on Illinois, not in Iowa. <laughs> not in Iowa. <laughs> Probably like $26 or 20, in or 21. Iowa. 21 21 Really? Okay. okay. So Paul Jones Jr., the founder of Four Roses, uh, became smitten with a beautiful, <clears throat> su- beautiful Southern Belle. He sent a proposal to her. Again, this is the time of the, the, so the legend. Chivalry, yeah. So this the legend, is the lore yeah. on the bottle the legend, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And so he sent a proposal, and she replied, if her answer were yes, that when they met again, she would be wearing a corsage of roses on her gown um, at the upcoming Grand Ball where he had proposed. Uh, when she showed up that night at the ball in her beautiful gown, she wore a corsage of four red roses. And so he later named his bourbon Four Roses as a symbol of devout passion for his lovely belle. Whether that's truth or just Kentucky story, mm-hmm. uh, we would like to all believe that it is a little bit of a truth. But now you have your Four Roses bourbon. You have your Four, four Roses small batch. Again, can be found on probably just about which, any... Which to me is a great starter bourbon Agreed. for people that are bourbon curious. You put them on the small batch, not the select. The regular small batch, 93 proof. Everyone loves that because it's just kind of sweet and kind of mild and, it's and a great just bourbon. a great starter bourbon. bourbon. Yeah. Um, and then you have the small batch uh, or the single barrel mm-hmm. and then the small batch select that was uh, uh, opened up here a couple of years ago. No pun intended with that little cork pop, but, uh, but well, it's not presented. So those are the fine. four. Fine, can you talk me into awesome the four, uh, <laughs> the four, four roses um, of their brands. Yeah. And I think, again, they just, they just do it extremely well. And, <clears throat> They don't need to do anything other than what they're doing. And and my experience with Four Roses, I didn't I didn't jump in to love them. When I was when I was running around and doing some tours, I stopped at Four Roses and I didn't know much about them. And you you pull up to this Spanish mission style building that's just beautiful in the middle of Kentucky. In the middle places. of Kentucky, and you and you go out and they're like, oh yeah, we we got a tasting. You want to be a part of it? And I wasn't. I hadn't paid for the tour yet. I hadn't done anything. They're like, no, no, just go out back to the to the gazebo and we'll let you have a tasting. And it was my first tasting of Four Roses ever. I'm like, this is really good stuff. And so after I fell in love with it by tasting it, I went to the gift shop and asked the magic question: Is there anything here I can only buy here? Uh, there might be a couple things in here if you look around a little bit. And sure enough, I had one and I set it aside and I kind of hid it in the gift shop because I had to do the tour and all that still. Yeah. And uh, it was great. And I still got part of that bottle. So awesome. so kind of the quick compare, I have the Four Roses Yellow Label. So this is your everyday 22 bottle, mm-hmm. dollar bottle. A blend of all 10. Yeah. So, you know, it, it definitely is not as, oh, I would say full-bodied as yeah. what we just yeah. had that. 
But for your entry level twenty dollar bottle, the nose is good. It's it's got that oakiness. It has that 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 little bit of caramel vanilla. Of course, that seems to be an easy easy pick on on. But that's this this reminds me of the air around Central Kentucky. Just about any day yep. of the week, yep. that sweet smell of that mash. That when you get in between uh, Four Roses and Buffalo Trace and Maker's Mark, and there's just this this smell of Central Kentucky, and this one has all of that mm -hmm. right in the glass. Just that sweet. There, uh, I believe Barton Distillery had a, a candle I brought home last time, and uh, when we go here in a couple of weeks, I'll be bringing home more of those because there's, <laughs> there's just that sweet mash smell uh, in the air all the time, wafting about, and it's just. And this, this, and that candle was yeah. brilliant. I mean, it was Water. so good. <laughs> yeah, Iowa doesn't often smell like that. No, the, the, <laughs> the honey wagons and the way that yeah, it, it's, I, it's a I, whole I, different walking experience. I was gonna say Iowa honey wagons are a wee bit different. A little bit different. So. <clears throat> yeah, and this is an eighty proof, yeah. um, easy drinker. You know, I think that was one of the things we talked about the other night with one of the bourbons we. We tried, you know, it's nothing. Uh, we talked budget bourbons, I believe, is what we were referring to. And this would be in that. Class. This would be in that category. Absolutely. You know, Twenty bucks, great bottle to have on hand. If you want a Manhattan, make a Manhattan. Yep. If you want a old fashioned, make an old fashioned. If you want to pour it in a glass and just enjoy an evening watching the sun go down, this is twenty bucks, very well spent any day of the week um, at your local fairway yep. in their bourbon aisle. Because I know um, the guy that runs the place there, he'll always have this on hand. Yeah, and, and if you catch it just right, they, they run some pretty good specials, so stock up then. Um, I think maybe this last week or week before, they kind of had a special over there. So, And the beauty of that is, so this this is your 80 proof. It's, it's a good beginner bourbon. But then your small batch is, is what? I think it's a 93 proof, which is yeah. pretty good. Jumps up a little bit. It's more of a, a smaller blend where this is the blend of all 10. You know, your, your small batch is a blend of, I think, four maybe, if I'm thinking right. Uh, but then you get to small batch select, which is um, minimum of six-year-old, 104 proof, non-chill filters. So that was their first Four Roses that was that was marketed as non-chill filtered. So it's got more of the the fatty proteins in it, more of the that flavor in there. So, um, so yeah, I mean, great stuff. And that's a and the small batch select is a blend of six of their ten recipes. So I've experienced this personally. So of course we're from Iowa, and it gets freaking cold here. Hmm. So we've probably all left a, a drink out in the, you know, bottle, one of our favorite ones out in the car, and it got down below zero. You pull it in, and you're like, what the heck? There's crap floating <laughs> around through my bottle. Love this is that. disgusting. No, well, that's just those fatty <laughs> lipids that are finding their way to congeal. Warm the bottle up. All goes away. It melds back into the... Swish it around. Swish it around. <laughs> But of course, then you get into the whole question: Did you just alter the flavor of the liquid inside? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> it just depends. Yeah. You know, the, there's been a lot of studies to be said. You know, a, a, an aged bourbon in a glass bottle really isn't going to change dynamically enough. Now, if you leave it in there long enough, there is going to be some continued evaporation. I mean, corks are only so good. Um, I don't know. You know, you're not going to put a 15 year bourbon in a bottle and then wait 20 more years it's not it's not a 35 year old bourbon at that point it is a 15 year old yep. it's not gaining anything from the inside of the glass you're going to ruin it for all the taters right now yeah 
No, that that's <laughs> a thirty-year-old bottle of fifteen-year-old bourbon is still a fifteen-year-old bourbon. Um, so. Oh, so you're telling me that Jack Daniels or Jim Beam that we had, yeah, you know, out of the decanter, even though it was fifty-five years old, <laughs> no. it was really only what that, probably four not years being old. A glass bottle. That one may have uh, the lead paint on the inside of that decanter may have. There might be an aging on it. Yeah, there might be a little bit of ceramic aging <laughs> that ha happened with that. I don't feel so good. Of, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I tasted that, but I did not finish the sample of that. So, Ooh, hey, look, Four Roses Small Batch Select. Yeah, so you're welcome to open up any of those. And that so. is one of my favorites. Mm. I love it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Or do yeah. we save that for another night? Another night. Another night. Another another night. night. All right. Good. I was going to say we have the set in place for the most part, and and the selection is wide. And oh, between. your your set build was very well done. I like this. We'll, uh, we'll show that someday. I'll have to bring over my vintage Four Roses book that I have one of these days so you can look through. Can't yeah. find it anymore. And the mood lighting just kicked in. So, oh, we got mood lighting? Oh, yeah. I've seen that. I, I think right. if, you, if you aim up high, you might catch the second Ooh, string I like of this. this. Nope. Okay, here, let me see that real quick. Yeah. I'll let you run it. Sure we play. do have some dead air, though. Dead air. There we go. Oh, oh. Hey. Ooh, I like that. Oh, we should have had cool. that on the whole time. It, yeah. For those of you watching so on video, um, the blue yeah. lights just turned on. We're out. not recording video. There's no, no video. So, no. There's no video. so disappointing. Are you sure? No, yes, I'm sure. Yeah. So, so imagine the the uh, the uh, the blue porch lights in honor of our police. Mm. So, I'm hey, well, I'm Ken, Whiskey Friends, and this has been a great dive into so, some so some, many things. So many <laughs> things, but yeah. So, yeah, we've really been enjoying this Four Roses uh, Iowa Select version. So uh, join us next time, and uh, I'm Ken Whiskey Friends. Cheers. 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 Cheers.